0: Well, good afternoon and welcome to Focus, and I have to tell you out there, I am honored. I am sitting in the Hall of Fame chair of my dear buddy, Paul W. Smith, the GOAT of radio, and uh, what a fun afternoon this is going to be. To get started, though, I would like to pay a little respect to a person that we lost in this city, Dan Follis, one of the great, great Detroiters, and his wife, Libby, and children. Dan passed away, and... uh, What an amazing man. And I just wanted to get that out there because I just loved him and loved by everybody in Detroit. So to get started, we are blessed in this city, just blessed with great television stations. Uh, You've traveled to other cities and they're just not the same. And we've had so many great station managers. One of those is on the other end of this line right now, Mr. Mike Murray, the general manager of WXYZ Channel 7 here in Detroit. Good afternoon, Mike. Welcome to Focus.
1: Tony, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. How are you?
0: I'm just great. And I've got to tell you, um, you, sir, you you earned this position over the years and so many years at WXYZ. Uh, Jeannie Finletter, Grace Gilchrist, Bob Sleva, Tom Griesdorn, and uh, Mike Murray. And so... This week, you are celebrating the 75th anniversary of WXYZ, and tell us a little bit about that. There's so much there.
1: Well, Tony, you know, uh, you mentioned the people, you know, that have been general managers in prior years. I have to throw in Ed Fernandez's name as well. You know, yes, I, yes. I was a general manager after Ed, but it is about the people and uh, really celebrating, you know, all the contributions over all these years. But uh, 75 years. Monday, October 9th, will be our 75th anniversary. And we put together a really great uh, special uh, that I hope everybody can join us for on uh, October 8th, Sunday night at 7 o'clock in prime time it will just be a really great uh, one-hour look back and, and look ahead, just everything uh, that we've had the pleasure of covering and looked at and the connection to this community. So it's a real honor to be able to kind of, you know, uh, be an ambassador for this and talk about it, but it really it's about all the people that are here now and have come before us.
0: yeah well it's be t- a
1: great, great show.
0: I'll tell you, Mike, uh, it goes back to Soupy Sales, and it just runs through to all of the just – the iconic people: Bill Bonds, Robbie Timmons, uh, it, you know, Glenda Lewis. It just doesn't continue. Diana Lewis, Carolyn Clifford. Today, uh, so many. Jerry Hodak. Um, walk us through some of those people and and those experiences that you had, you know, through those years at WXYZ, if you would.
1: Well, you know, Tony, I've been so fortunate. I, I mean, starting at the station as an intern, you know, I've been fortunate to see, you know, and work with all those people or at least, uh, you know, be able to be in the same room with them early on and just observe them. But uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, all of them, uh, you know, they're still with us. uh will actually be here. You know, we've got Jerry, uh, you know, Marie Gould. I've got to give a shout out to the producer of the show. You know, she put together this incredible hour. But Diana was in, you know, Eric Smith was in. You know, uh, it's just uh, really, really great to be able to kind of talk to everybody and 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 look back and yet you know, look forward. And so uh, it, it's going to be a special show. And I think a lot of it just sharing. You know, you think what the city has gone through. I mean, the the big news events, the celebrations, right? The the championships, just so many different things. The weather events, uh, all of it. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you see it in its entirety and you can look at it this way, it, uh, it's, a, it's a great look at, at history and, and ride through time. And, and we look forward to, to looking ahead as well. I mean, so much is changing, the technology, and uh, it, it's, it's something that you know, I think
0: people will really enjoy. Well, Mike, I have to tell you that the, the personalities on WXYZ through the years were a part of our lives. I mean, you think about it. you You woke up. With your personalities, you had lunch with them, dinner, and then eleven o'clock at night. You know whether it was Bill Bonds or Diana Lewis and so on down. Robbie Timmons, it just was part of our life, and to be able to celebrate that, I mean, how really cool is that? In all of these years and all these things, but I have a big question for you. In all your years and all the crazy things, do you have a best story? A best story with one of these personalities that stands out. And it might be a Bill Bonds, I'm guessing. But if you have something that you could share, I think that would be really neat. You know, something that you you experienced.
1: Well, you know, Tony, I've been, you know, the, the neat thing about this business is every day it kind of is a reflection of time, right, and what's going on in the community. So there's just, I feel so fortunate, bless, there's so many great memories. I would probably say that when the, the Super Bowl was in town and it was on ABC and we were fortunate to have it, and uh, Roger Penske leading that effort uh, but this team was all in on that and it was on our station so that was just a really special time to be part of this station and this you know just major event in our city uh, because everybody touched it um, but I would say that you know you know from an event standpoint that was probably early on you know one of the, the biggest ones and then the personal things that you know being at you know kind of a, a Super Bowl party at a home and You know, Bill Bonds being there, which was, you know, bigger than life, I mean, in this town and, you know, him coming in and being at a Super Bowl event and uh, just the stories he told and, you know, just uh, who he was. And, you know, when you think of you talk about how the technology's changed, think about how we used to get our news right. You had to wait till five o'clock before the news came on. And, you know, we didn't have our mobile phones. We didn't have, you know, any of the uh, social media. So you really didn't know what was going on until the news came on. So it has evolved so right, much, right?
0: Right. You know, I I would be remiss, Mike, if I didn't mention our dear friend Don Shane, who passed away recently. Uh, a dear friend. My God, he was he was sports in Detroit in such a phenomenal way. And I know how close you were and Brad Galley, your current sports director, and so on. Um, well, a couple words about being with him. Could.
1: You know, honestly, the the times being with you and Don and golfing. I know you were with Don yeah with a hole in one, and mm-hmm. you know the special moments yeah. I mean absolutely amazing, but Don, you know so many incredible memories with him, his family, you know Mona mm-hmm. uh just beating the suite and watching you know the hockey games and going through the runs that the Red Wings had in this town, just absolutely incredible uh times, you know you know week after week, and you know for so many seasons, you know, just that winning streak, but you know what a great man. Uh, what a great individual! What an inspiration to you know, to our whole our, our whole team, you know, and even Brad Galley today, right? You know, yeah, looking yeah. at, you know, you know, being a part of that team uh, with Donnie. But uh, yeah, just a special, special man. Yeah. and A big loss.
0: He got his only hole in one with me. He jumped yes. in my arms, and I we were running down the fairway to get the ball with him in my arms. I'll never forget it. Forever. It was the greatest moment.
1: I wasn't there, but I remember the phone call two minutes after <laughs> yes. and uh, loving it. And, you know, the other thing is he was so good about, you know, not everybody, but just giving back to the community. Right. And just right, always right, there right, for right, so right. many different things.
0: Right. Mike, I do want to touch quickly on the draft next year. A little bit of Dream Cruise, uh, you know, on the side, I, I get to help out with the cities and Dream Cruise. And that's a WXYZ property. And uh, talk a little bit about that. And then we'll talk about the draft quickly, if you could.
1: Well, you know, Tony, I appreciate it. You know, uh, obviously, you know, I, I want to truly thank you because your leadership with the Woodward Dream Cruise and the partnership we've had together, I think, you know, probably another proud moment for for this station and our team, and I know you and, and, and the whole organization with the Woodward Dream Cruise, is being able to take that cruise and syndicated around the United States. I mean, to be at, you know, over 80% of the country and the top markets in the country from LA, New York, Chicago, all of them, and to shine a light on Detroit, right? Our community, the diversity here, mm-hmm. the Detroit story, the, the success right. story uh, is great. So I, I thank you for that. And, and you mentioned the draft and Tony uh, without question, uh, it will probably be one of the biggest events uh, of the decade. I mean, to have the NFL draft in Detroit, you know right in you know the heart of downtown the epicenter with campus marshes uh you know we couldn't be more excited about it we're going to have you know the draft will be on abc so we've got you know coming end of april you know april 25th to the 27th you know the the draft live and we'll have all local shows leading into it right great 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 stories so we're excited to be part of it and i know you'll be down there with us during
0: it absolutely mike mike thank you again for coming on what Cannot wait to watch the special. Seventy-five years of WXYZ. Mike Murray, everybody, General Manager, Channel Seven. Thank you, Mike. Tony, thank
1: you so much, and thanks for what you do for our community. Thank, Talk you. To thank you. Thank you, you. so much. Bye bye.
0: Well, welcome back to Focus, and I am again so proud to be in the Hall of Fame chair. Paul W. Smith. Our next guest is a total rock star in our city, Beth Chapel, and I need to say this, Beth. She broke. She broke the bar at AT and T as a young woman was the highest-ranked woman at AT&T in her career, which was phenomenal. Went on to become president and CEO of the Detroit Economic Club, which is now in the great hands of Steve Gregorian. And, Beth, welcome, and you we have a great subject to talk about. How are you, Beth?
2: I am great, Tony, and I am so proud of you filling in for Paul W. Smith. Those are big shoes to fill,
0: dude. They are massive. They are. <laughs> they are. And, and you know, Beth, what you have going on this week is phenomenal. And uh, I want you to talk about IWF, the International Women's Forum, just so everybody knows out there, there are seven hundred women in our city this week enjoying Detroit and part of this forum that Beth, Faye Nelson, Mary Kramer, Sandy P Sandy Pierce, Carolyn Casson, so many of our of our women leaders putting this on here in our city. Beth, tell us about it, would you please?
2: I am delighted to talk about it. So first of all, the International Women's Forum is an international organization. It's a, by invitation only, and um, 8,000 women across the globe, 70 countries. It's, it's very, very exciting. And we are all focused on, you know, everybody rising the water, if you will. So we have two conferences a year one in North America and one outside of North America. By the way, the organization is headquartered in Washington, Mm D.C. And these conferences, as you might imagine, are very, very competitive to acquire. Uh, We were fortunate, thankfully, to the really good work for some some of our past presidents to get the conference in 2020. And guess what? COVID hit, like we all know. So we got right back in line and are thrilled to welcome 700 of our International Women Forum sisters to Detroit. And our conference, not surprisingly, we're taking a little Motown theme combined with mobility.
0: Yes. We're going
2: to roll out the red carpet. It's going to be really great. The theme is,
0: what's going on? Little Motown Marvin Gaye. Oh, how neat is that? And, Beth, I mean, think about this. 700 women from around the world here in our city taking it in. The weather is not so bad either. We got, I know. I know, it we worked planned, out we great. We planned it
2: that way, by the way. We've had really good planners on this well, you have that power.
0: People. You have that power. I know that. I do know that. Well, I know
2: you do, too.
0: <laughs> oh, God. So so tell me, tell everybody, wh- where are you going to take everybody? Like, what are they going to take in? What is going to be the flavor of our city when, when they leave, the things they're going to be talking about, besides the conference, of course?
2: So the footprint of this conference, I give uh, IWF headquarters great com- uh great kudos. They really, the footprint of each conference is very consistent. So we start with a welcome gala, and that's going to be this afternoon at the DIA. So that's kind of a nice way to make a first impression. Um, The day before, the officers of all the chapters came in actually yesterday, and they were welcomed at the Henry Ford. So that's another great place. Um, We're going to have a big gala on Friday night at the Renaissance. It's going to be a big deal. But in between, we have an afternoon, Thursday, tomorrow afternoon, where we do uh, what we call behind the scenes. And so there's all kinds of really cool things where you get access to behind the scenes that you wouldn't normally. So, for example, the Henry Ford would be one. Mm-hmm. Um, probably uh, uh, Motown, the Motown Museum, uh, Little Caesars Arena. I mean, you have got all these really cool things that you can kind of get a sneak peek behind door number one and see what's going on. Oh, and then tomorrow great. night is our big night. We have the dine Rounds. So picture 700 women that will be in homes, private homes, around southeast Michigan. So we'd like to keep these dying around. So we host them in our homes, and we keep them between 10 and 15 women so they're intimate. And, boy, just an opportunity to be with some of these fabulous women from all over the world is really something.
0: How great is that? Today, and Right, so right cool. in our city and right in Detroit. Can I, Can I ask you one favor? One favor, when you bring them back next time, you're going to bring them to the brand new Parade Company home at the Broadhead Armory. Once I raise that money, we raise that money so they can see how our whole parade is done. Do you promise me that?
2: I absolutely promise. And I also promise that we are going to raise that money, man.
0: (laughs) Yes, we are. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about the biggest accomplishment of this, of this forum this week and, and, you know, what you want everyone to really walk away with as far as a group?
2: Well, you know, it's hard when you run a global organization to, I mean, these conferences really focus on three things.
0: The sessions
2: are all about big topics going on in the world, you know, similar to like a Detroit Economic Club or mm-hmm. other forums that you would see. We're very focused on uh, advancing women, we're very focused on advancing human beings. Uh, we have a very, uh, very deep uh, mentorship program, so we're trying to reach, you know, bring up this next generation. And really, it's it's networking is a very important thing. I don't want to just say just networking, but, boy, the connections that you make and the, the opportunities and the challenges
0: that we're all facing, I don't think you can ever, ever know too many people. Right, 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 right. How great is that? Seriously, I, I, I wish, uh, I'm so glad you're on because we need to get this word out. I mean, th- things like this don't happen that often in many cities across our country, to have 700 no, people from around the world.
2: And, yeah, and as I mentioned, I mean, this is an org- it's a membership organization, so it's not like we're selling tickets or things like that. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, the women that have worked on this, and you know most of them, and many of your listeners will also, We've been at this for five years, and I will tell you, um, not trying to boast a little bit, yeah. but yeah. we have, as a team so far, really blown our headquarters sisters away. We've raised more money. Sandy Pierce led that effort, and you know when she puts her head to something
0: no doubt.
2: that. I mean, we are all absolutely laser, laser-focused. By the way, there's 125 of us in Michigan um, laser-focused on making the best conference ever. I mean, we are going to be number one in the world. And our city is going to shine. And thank you, Tony, for taking care of the weather. The DIA is going to be sparkling tonight.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. How great yeah. is that? Now, I have to tell you, our kudos, Beth, to you and Carolyn Casson, and, of course, Faye, Faye Nelson and Mary Kramer and, and all of these women, all these women who do such great things. Uh, Just fantastic. I'm going to ask you one other very quick question. You were president CEO of the Detroit Economic Club and had great success with it. And now, as I mentioned, Steve Gregorian has it and he's rocking. And the other day we had Jamie Dimon in town and you were there. And just a couple of comments about DEC and the future of that and, and how good you feel about the Detroit Economic Club, if you would.
2: Oh, well, I I mean, how much time do we have? I guess briefly, you know, the DEC will always be in my heart. I am so proud of Steve Gregorian and the team for taking the baton and taking it to the next level. Um, Having, I mean, it's so important. And and finally, we're able to start getting together again. I don't care what anybody says. This remote stuff is fine and we can be very productive, but people still need to be around people. And when you can get together together, and and be in the presence of a Jamie Dimon, who by the way, I just think is a rock star. Mm-hmm. I wish they would appoint him president. You were there too, remember you said he wouldn't yes. go through the election, but I wish they would appoint him president. <laughs> right. Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't like he doesn't like to campaign.
2: He said just appoint
0: me. <laughs>
2: well you can't you can't blame him for that, honestly, but you know.
0: Right, right, right. Well, I'll tell you, Beth, you, you did a phenomenal job there. You do a phenomenal job with everything you do. Personally, I appreciate you helping me raise that money for the Broadhead Armory project for the parade. And, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and, uh, have a great conference. I know it's going to be fabulous. It really is. And thank you to all the great women here in our city and state who make things like this happen. So thank you for coming on focus, Beth.
2: Thanks, Tony. Have a great day. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Well, I am so excited about our next guest. I, uh, I'll call him RR sometimes, Robert Riney, Actually, to everybody, it's Bob Riney, the president and CEO of Henry Ford Health, who has just been maybe the busiest man, busiest team in the city of Detroit. Bob, good afternoon, and thank you.
3: Good afternoon, Tony. It is great to be with you. And I'll tell you, if you're busy as good busy, which ours is, I'm all up for it. I'm not a fan of bad busy, but this is good busy.
0: Oh, it is great busy. And, you know, you had me on recently when you filled this chair for Paul. And uh, what goes around comes around, uh, which is great fun. And thank you for coming on. I I am just uh, elated. So I have got to tell you, Bob, and, and, you know, people out there, maybe they don't know that much about Bob. They know about the project, but we're going to dive into that. But you started at Henry Ford Health, was it 40 years ago, Bob? and now that you're the CEO.
3: I have to age myself, but uh, next month, actually this month, October, it will be 45 years with uh, Henry Ford. And I started as a college student, never dreaming that I could lead this um, just absolutely wonderful organization.
0: Wow, well I have to tell you, you are the right person in the right spot at the right time. It is so exciting to see the drawings and hear the stories. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to paint a picture for our listeners of years from now, when this campus is done, what it looks like, what it feels like, and what's in it. Would you do that for us?
3: Yeah, I'd be happy to. And I will tell you at the core of our mission is to truly improve the health of our communities, which means that we have to think far beyond the walls of a traditional hospital or medical center. So, when this campus is done, you will see, first of all, very modern amenities for the delivery of care. We will have private rooms. We will have the latest and greatest in technology. We'll have environments that are really welcoming to families to be a part of the care process. And we already have an amazing facility and unbelievable clinical um, talent. But now they're going to have a place that is just, you know, kind of the best that uh, in modern design could offer. We're also going to have a very environmentally friendly campus. So it'll be almost all electric, Um, very, very, um, you know, low use on any of the things that we're working hard to, um, you know, improve upon in the in the world for that matter you're going to have a lot of green space, a lot of parks, picture healing gardens, things that people can spend time all seasons of the year uh, enjoying, whether it's our employees, our team members, or whether it's patient families uh, enjoying the space and promoting health. Envision a specialty hospital new to this market, the number one ranked uh, rehab hospital in the world, the Shirley Ryan Ability Lab, now coming to Detroit. Picture a research building that's doing very relevant research in partnership with the Neurofibromatosis Institute, named after Nick Gilbert, as well as Michigan State University and Henry Ford Health, really trying to unlock the, the, just the variability in care and care output, why, your determinants of health are so impacted by every kind of factor socioeconomic the zip code your gender your ethnicity there's answers and and we're going to continue to find them and then picture housing housing for all income levels from low income all the way up to higher income housing creating a whole walkable playable workable campus that just connects and flows into our neighborhoods around Henry Ford Hospital, the Motown Museum and its expansion, what's happening in the new center area, and then all the way up through Midtown and downtown.
0: Yeah, Bob, if I can tell you, I I did a little research and I looked for little tidbits, as you know, and there was a quote by Mayor Duggan, and he said, this is going to be a world-class medical institution, not just a local hospital, but a world-class medical institution. The the picture that you're painted and that you have literally done so much work is coming together as we speak. It seems like every week, Bob, you have another announcement, whether it was Dan Gilbert with that amazing generosity, you know, with the uh, the Nick Gilbert Center and the, the uh, Rehab Center and so on. Then it was the outdoor part of this with the gardens and so on is there something coming soon uh that we don't know about can you even hint on another piece of this
3: you know all i can tell you is that positive action is contagious and yeah. positive action creates excitement as you know tony cuz you are so you're such a role model of positivity oh. and creating infectious uh uh energy and for the good things with the work you do at the parade company and Thank you. uh This is very similar in that, you know, people want to be attached and around something that is really going to add great value. So I definitely think there are many hotels that have expressed interest. I think that, you know, you're going to continue to see expansion. And if you think about it, every world-class city, cities that are really competing with others in a great way around the world, They all have one thing in common, and that's they have a very significant academic medical center in the heart of the city that is doing everything that we just mentioned, and that's what we're going to have. And so it's uh, not just a, a boom for our communities and those that we have the privilege of serving, but the economic multiplier, the brand enhancement for our beloved city is something I'm really excited about.
0: Oh this is so it's it's just great news for our city and I just can't talk enough about it and what I'd like to do in our last little segment here Bob if I could you're also running a hospital organization right now and it seems like every week every other week I'm reading and others are reading about new things last week it was a brand new MRI machine coming out of Michigan state where they're going to simplify MRIs and make it shorter and make it easier for people. Could you talk to us about some of the new things that people are going to experience at Henry Ford Hospital, you know, right now and, you know, in the next few weeks or months?
3: Yeah, the industry is just really accelerating using digital solutions, technology solutions, and, you know, some levels of artificial intelligence, especially for. You know, what we call is the front door experience, making access, you know, easy, making it um, so much easier than it is today to schedule appointments, to navigate around a health system, to use your electronic medical record, et cetera. So, all of that is just happening, and we are um, doing all sorts of initiatives. But to your broader point, there is innovation in technology. I myself went. Yesterday to one of our top dermatologists just for my annual skin review And a few years ago anything that looked suspicious Could be precancerous would require a biopsy mm-hmm. And now they have an additional lens on what they look at wow. That does not require a biopsy It just gives them the preciseness around whether or not they see any precancerous um, You know cells. so, so as a patient being able to get that assurance without a biopsy, and then for a consumer without the additional cost wow. of a biopsy. This is the kind of stuff that innovation is really, really accelerating. But it, it only works if it's combined with a passionate human being yep. that is that connector in that community. So we really focus on high tech, high touch and we think that combination is exactly what we all want.
0: And you live it, sir, day to day. And and I am told by my team they sent me a text, Bob, today is the fourth of October, which means ten four good buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Bob, thank you for coming on. I just adore you and your family and Thank you so much for all you do here in the city of Detroit and for the Parade Company, our chair of the Parade Foundation, Bob Ryan. You are
3: one of Detroit's heroes, Tony. Thanks a lot.
0: Thank you, Bob. Bye-bye. Well, welcome back to Focus. And uh, again, sitting in the Hall of Fame chair of Paul W. Smith and uh, our next guest, Mark Hollis, the chief operating officer of Rock Entertainment Group, who joined Dan Gilbert on this same show yesterday and, Mark, I just want to tell you, I don't do the weather, okay? And I know Dan does the weather. I don't do the weather. Hey, welcome, and uh, how are you doing, Mark?
4: Thanks, Tony. You're doing a great job, and it's Daniel B. Gilbert um, and Mark J. Hollis. We, we had fun with that yesterday, getting everybody's middle initial and adding that to the, uh, to the show.
0: You did, uh, but I am Anthony T., not B. Uh, so a not lot B. of pe- people tease me, Mark, on the golf course. I'm A-T-M. Okay, so take it for what it's worth. There you go. <laughs> yes. Well, welcome on, Mark. And, geez, we really don't have anything to talk about, do we? There are so many things that you're involved in. And um, I want to begin with the Detroit Lions and then lead into the upcoming draft. Um, Hysteria, the team is doing great. You guys are massive sponsors, of course, at Rocket. And uh, share your thoughts on what's going on right now with the Detroit Lions, if you would.
4: Well, we were blessed yesterday to have Barry Sanders. First of all, thank you for having me on. Um, we were
0: blessed to have Barry Sanders
4: on yesterday. And I think, you know, he put it in very good perspective that that this is a quality team. This is a team that has the intangibles. The, the approach that I would take is a little bit different is this is a fun team to watch. And many times you can have, have great teams that are just painful uh, to watch the games. Yes, they win. Uh, but this is a team that has excitement, that's engaging with the community. Their grit attitude fits uh, the fiber of what Detroit's about. And uh, couldn't come at a better time with the NFL draft rolling into town. Um, right. Of course, uh, USFL Panthers. You have Michigan that's that's chasing a, a national championship. Uh, it, it's, it's fun to watch these Detroit Lions and uh, really enjoy going to the games.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, Mark, you watch these games and everyone will tell you, the players, Dan Campbell has these players at a, at a peak. They are all in every play, and they are just believers in what Dan Campbell is doing. And it is so refreshing, isn't it, to watch and, and to be a part of in our city. It just is. It really,
4: yeah, it really is. And you're a leader, and you know this, but an organization is only as good as the alignment, top to bottom. So, you know, Coach is doing a great job coaching, but you go all the way with Sheila, Uh, with Rod, Um, you know, they're always the first to get criticism when things are going bad. Um, They also need to be part of the process of the good that's happening right now. Players, managers, um, you know, everybody that's part of this organization uh, is contributing to the success. And as you start to win, uh, those contributions become easier to give, to give more as a a ticket taker, to give more as a, a concession worker. And that's what you're seeing The you walk into Ford Field is that winning attitude from, from Sheila all the way down.
0: Yeah, it, it is fantastic. On another note, Mark, we've known each other for 40 years. And I've known you to be one of the most creative event people, of course, as AD at Michigan State and the amazing things that you did for so many years there. The upcoming draft, I think Detroit is going to do it special. In fact, I know they're going to do it special. I know how heavily you are involved along with so many other people in our city, and it's not far away. I mean, it's already October. We're headed into April. It's almost like tomorrow. Share with us some of the thoughts and some of the things maybe happening right now, if you could.
4: Well, there's so many people involved, and it's really going to take the creativity of, of so many, and you know that um, running two of the, uh, the greatest events in, in the city and the, um, the fireworks and the Thanksgiving Day Parade. From the mayor's office, city council, um the the sports commission and visit detroit DDP, and and all the work that they do um rock and rocket gets to play a small part and you know once we got it here now the real hard work begins of what does it look like to make sure that residents of not only detroit but i would say michigan as well as fans coming in from the 31 other communities and they will be rolling in here um, walk away with a really good feeling about detroit about our city and the people that live
0: here Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you look at it, we are going to get an influx of Midwest NFL cities rolling into Detroit. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about it, Chicago, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, it's going to be jammed in this city. And what a great moment to showcase the great things that we do, because, Mark, and I don't have to tell you this, but the things that we do in this city are world class whether it's a jazz festival, the world's largest free jazz festival, the techno fest, the auto show. Um, you mentioned the events that the parade company does. The the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix, you know, in downtown Detroit. There is so much. And then the Rocket Mortgage Classic, which you guys, uh, it's amazing what you do to bring that to town and the golfers and everyone that's a part of that. Can you talk a little bit about that?
4: Yeah, we're actually. I'm I'm at the uh, Detroit Golf Club as we speak. Not playing golf, uh, but we have a board meeting uh, today to kind of go through the process of determining the distribution and and having an impact, uh, along with Connect Three One Three on on eliminating the digital divide that was so prevalent pre-pandemic here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from Laura Graneman and Bill Emerson and, and Jason Langwell, everybody on the board. Uh, we'll be going through that process today at the golf course. And, and that's the real reason why you, why you do this. It's it's not only to have brand recognition for Rocket. It's to have a positive impact. Bring those visitors in, right, in, in the summertime and be part of this, be part of the fireworks. Um, that's a big component of what we do. But the impact that we can have on, on local organizations, uh, the Palmer Park area, Detroit PAL, uh, Midnight Golf, First Tee, uh, that's the real reason, and players love to play for those causes.
0: Right, right. And and so everybody out there knows the Ford Fireworks will be uh, the same week as the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So June 24th, the, that Monday, the Ford Fireworks, and then, boom, we go right into the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And, uh, Mark, I'm guessing you're going to be able to bring in some great golfers this year as you did last year. I I can't imagine it would go backwards in any way with Ricky Fowler winning it last year and uh, so many great players coming to our city. You
4: no, know, the great thing is the tournament is starting to take care of itself and players want to be here, they want to play in it, they're having a great time, their families are having a great time while they're here. So uh, the future of the tournament um, is is very positive uh, and that all starts with the players that you put on the course and the fans that show up to cheer them on.
0: Right, right. Mark, we have 30 seconds. We've got Michigan State coming to Ford Field, playing Penn State, the uh, uh, Thanksgiving Friday. You've got to be excited about that. And then the Spartans playing Baylor and basketball right here in our city.
4: Real quick, that Thanksgiving with uh, the parade, the Lions game Friday, the Spartans in Penn State, Michigan High School Athletic Association, Saturday and Sunday. And, of course, a little game down in Ann Arbor when the Buckeyes
0: roll into town. So we'll be the epicenter of football. We will, we will. And, Mark, thank you for coming on. And as I said earlier, it is the 4th of October 10-4, 10-4, good buddy. Thank you so 10-4. much for coming on. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. You're listening to Focus on WJR. Welcome back to Focus, everybody. And one of my favorite people in the world is on with us, Rachel Stewart, the president of Gardner-White and her amazing, amazing family, Barb and Steve Tronstein. And uh, what they have done with Gardner-White in this, I would call it a methodical, phenomenal growth and what they do in our community, not to just mention the parade, of course, but I'm just elated, Rachel, to have you on and talking to this great audience, and welcome to Focus.
5: Oh, Tony, it's too bad we're on radio and you can't see me blush. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. Um, Can I tell a quick story before we dive into some issues?
2: Could I stop you? I'm gonna do that.
0: So about a year and a half ago, Rachel called me and she said, can you come by our office? It was a February day. And she's and I said, sure, I'll run by. I walk in, and we walked around, and she said, so where's the contract? And I said, what do you mean? We have a contract. You are the presenting sponsor of America's Thanksgiving Parade. And she said, no, 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 the contract. And I said, we signed it. And she said, no, the contract through 2031. So if you don't know, you know now. Gardner White is the <laughs> presenting sponsor of America's Thanksgiving Parade through 2031. And the city of Detroit, the region, and the state, thank you, Rachel, and your family. Right. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Well, first, every time I hear presented by Gardner White, I smile. Can't stop. Never going to stop. Uh, two now, 2031 not seeming that long, so watch out. <laughs> yeah,
0: watch out. So you had a big announcement today that I just found out about.
5: Oh, yeah. Love yeah, it. you kept a secret, okay? Yeah, for once.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I, what I'm reading is Gardner White announces partnership with U of M Health Rogel Cancer Center and American Cancer Society to support breast cancer awareness um, throughout October and for the next ten years. Tell us about that, would you?
5: Of course. So, I mean, we all know it's October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, so we're thinking, what you know, what could what could we do because this is one that unfortunately is going to affect all of us in some way. Male, female, doesn't matter. So. What we did is first it's um, partnered that a percentage of our sales for all the entire month is going to support breast cancer research and treatment. So I think that is really exciting um, and important because there's so much that we still don't know about how to uh, treat and prevent this disease. Right. Um, so that's one. Two, I thought it was really interesting. So University of Michigan has really been leaning in um, and bringing in some top talent from other markets, which I always like. Mm-hmm. Um population growth in our state one by one Um, but they've also been in addition to bringing in top staff to help treat it have really been focusing on accessibility um, to make sure that when you get that diagnosis you can get it treated now Mm -hmm. Um, so to me that was really compelling and I'm very happy to see it so we we wanted to support it and we did it in a long-term way
0: oh that is fabulous and your stores are going to be pink the the outside you're going to light them up oh yeah the
5: stores are pink the team is in pink t-shirts we are all in
0: isn't that great? I, I congratulations. What a great announcement today, and it just goes to show what your company, your family, have done and continue to do in our uh, our community. It's fabulous. So now let's talk stores just a little bit. Um, yeah. You guys have become the leader, and uh, you know it's it's been a quick a quick thing. I mean, I, I right. I'm not kidding anybody. It's it's the truth, and but you've done it in a methodical way. And walk us through that philosophy with you and your family and sure. your great team, if you would.
5: Well, so, I mean, so first, I think the most important thing we've done is focus on our great team and grow it in a way where we, you know, the one thing I think I'm probably most proud of is that we have a staff that stays and we have some really strong internal talent. So we, as we've grown, have really focused on building that up um, and investing in our people and training them so, you know, they they can lead this growth. Um, which is easier said than done, but I think really important. And how we've spent a lot, how we've spent from COVID on. Um, and you know, I we we've, we've been in the market since 1912. We're not going anywhere. So sustainable is our thing. So I think growth is really important, um, and we'll keep growing, but we want to do it in a way that's sustainable and long-term. Um, so we really try to think strategically about you know what stores we take on, what markets we expand into because again we're we're here for the long term, and I think we've unfortunately just seen that you know there's a difference in you know local family owned and operated businesses and private equity there just is um, and we are very much the former
0: oh, I'll tell you i you've done a great job, and let's talk about the product because it is it is not mm-hmm. easy to put out a product line that reaches maybe many different segments of right. our community and I know certain things you're doing right now. We've talked at length, so share some of uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah.
5: Well, so this is the most fun part of the job. I mean, how, how long do we have? But um, <laughs> so we we've, we've, we really have leaned in. Um, we have a great buying team that's preparing to go to High Point yet again next week. Um, but we've got some really great, interesting products. And I think there's been a lot of innovation um, in all categories that make the product a lot more exciting and a lot more lovable. So one thing that we've seen a lot of on our floor that I love is performance fabric. So, you know, it used to be you never saw white on a, on a floor because you'd be just petrified of ruining it day one. Mm-hmm. Now it's all performance fabric. So like it can go in your family room, you can have pizza on it and you don't have to worry. I mean, there's not a lick of anything in my house, not a piece of furniture, not a rug, not a nothing. That isn't performance fabric because it's just more practical. Sure. So I think you've seen a lot. So all to say, I think it enables us to have sort of more, high style fashion forward looks that are also durable and practical for how families actually live. Yeah. So, you've seen that evolution in their stores um in a way that's been really fun and really exciting.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's obvious. It really is. And a lot of friends have said the same thing to me. The other thing that many, many people have told me, I might not have mm-hmm. shared this was the same day or next day delivery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they they get it. Your people are fantastic. They handle things professionally. And it it really says a lot about you and and of course Barb Steve and your team. Um, they do well, they Barb will tell you
6: if that's the
5: hardest thing we've ever done. we launched same day delivery, this is best smart in January and it happened to be a bad January in a blizzard. So mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oops. Yeah.
5: But we've been doing it for a long time and it I, I think it's a value add. I mean, if you buy something you want it now. Um, so our job is to have it in stock so we can make good on that promise.
0: Yeah, and, and so, Rachel, where do you go next? So the last door that opened, <laughs> where where was the, the last door, the last opening? Saginaw. Saginaw. So can you tease where you're going next? Is that possible?
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, the, the honest answer is I don't know. So, you know, you're always looking. But I think there's a lot of really interesting plans that we have in our four walls. Um, you'll see, you know some really exciting in a few of our stores. I'll tease we're doing some really interesting work with Bernhardt, you know, one of the most well-known high-end furniture names out there. Mm -hmm. So we're doing some really interesting work with them coming soon. Um, There's a ton happening in the betting space. Um, So I think for now we're focusing on the the stores we have and just, you know, using maximizing that real estate to bring the best offerings we have there. But, you know, always
0: always looking. Well, that's that's great. Now, you personally, I know how busy you are. You are involved in <laughs> so many groups, and of course you sit yep. on the parade company board. Thank you. But you're involved in so many other things, and mm. you do so much in the community, and uh honestly, you're a gem. You really are. Huh. And what okay. you do in this in this community. Share with us a couple of the boards and a little bit of your history. We don't have a ton of time, but oh, sure. I, I think it's asked. important. I think it's important. <laughs> I think it's important.
5: Well. Okay. Like, no, so I think it's really important. You know, I'm in a family business work with both of my parents to this day. And my last line is I worked for two U S presidents working with your parents is harder. Um, and I mean it, but, uh, but so uh, before this, I was in the clean energy space for about 10 years, but I do think it's important to have done something else. If you're going to be in a family business, you just, you need some skills to bring to the table. So that was, that was my path. And then here, you know, my version of fun is thinking how our community can keep improving. So I'm really you know, I, I guess active and intellectually engaged right now and in a group of business leaders for Michigan, you know, how we can just keep growing our state um, economically and population and, and any way you measure it and improving education um, I think is really important. So that's that's on the top of my mind, of course. Love the parade company. Tony makes that the world's easiest board. Um, <laughs> but it's also just really fun. Um, and then a great program called Math Corps out of Wayne State. Mm-hmm. And it's a math mentorship program that does just, so much more so there's a
0: lot well lots well, to be done in the city and and your commercials are fabulous and you are you are so special in this community thank and you. thank you for coming on and as i've said Don't to most guests me. rachel it's the fourth of october so ten four, good buddy thank, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> thank you thank you so much rachel <laughs> president of gardner white for coming on and you're listening to focus on wjr Welcome back to Focus, everybody. And as I've said at every opening, it's, a, it's an honor to sit in the Hall of Fame chair of Paul W. Smith. Our next guest is a dear friend. And I don't know who the top five tech people are in our city, in our country. But I can tell you, I put Terry Bishop in that group because from starting your car to many things you do in your life, he finds a way to touch it. With his company Trilogy and then BGM, so I want to welcome on the present CEO of Trilogy and BGM, Terry Bishop. Great to have you on, Ter.
7: Hi Tony, how you doing, buddy?
0: I'm great. I'm great. I uh, I wanted to have you on because what you do is incredible. Um, you know all the technology that goes into our vehicles and the screens and all of those things. And I want you to touch on some of the things you've done in the past and. I know you can't give secrets about three and four years from now, but you can lead us on a little. And then I want to touch a little bit on non-automotive, which you have dived into in such a great way. So, you know, share with some of the great projects that you have been a part of with Trilogy.
7: Sure. Well, you know, I started Trilogy 33 years ago, so I couldn't be more blessed to be in the industry I'm in. You know, think about the technology that's happened in vehicles. So just think when when we graduated from high school, where cars, TVs, or cell phones, or lack thereof, were, and to spend my career in this, you know, in this last, you know, 30 years or so in in this technology, in this day and age, has just been spectacular. So, you know, we started out with engine controllers that have now morphed into autonomous vehicles. So Trilogy represents. You know, chip companies from Silicon Valley and technology companies from around the world, like Sharp LCD displays. You know, and we've seen that go from rear seat entertainment to now we work every day with uh, big three about using them for clusters, center stacks, passenger displays. Now there's now displays in new EVs that go in, in the uh, in the back seats. So just just crazy stuff. Global positioning chips, cellular chips. And uh, just a lot of connectivity.
0: Yeah. So Terry, when I start my car, and everyone out there, and you look at your mm-hmm. screen, tell us about your involvement, like just in that screen and other things like that.
7: Yeah. When you go back back in time, you know, there, everybody said, "Oh, there'll never be LCDs in a vehicle." And now, the, every single car has one. Started out with the, you know, with the most expensive, and now even the lowest end uh, vehicles have, have displays. So. You know, it's it's your interface to the vehicle. I mean, you're you're literally driving in a in a mobile cell phone. So you're connected to everything in your life. You're connected to everything that's going on in the car.
0: And and you work with Ford, General Motors, Stellantis. Uh Walk us through. I mean, it, it it's just a massive list that that you work yep. with and you're a part of.
7: Yep. You know, it's just a proliferation of of technology, and it just again blessed to be in this field and, uh, and experienced the growth. And it's, you know, it's allowed me to uh, trilogy for these platform of, of these chip level and sensor and display companies to be, to use, you know, my entrepreneurial spirit to start companies that, you know, can take a component and make a product out of it. That's what we do at BGM. Or a product realization company. So whether it's an automotive company or an automotive company, they need something designed and built. They come to us, and i got a great group of uh, engineers and the sales team, a trilogy that uh, put that all together.
0: Yeah, and you're working on some things right now that I know of. They're not secrets, but uh, with Yamaha, SoberSafe, Dunamis, Detroit Plug. Touch on a couple of those, if you would.
7: Sure. So, you know... Some of the stuff that we do for the, for the automotive industry is very visible. You know, the telematics and global positioning, the LCD displays, the advanced lighting in a vehicle. But we've taken that same technology and for companies like uh, like a startup called SoberSafe that that we've designed a wearable that detects alcohol consumption. So your your skin actually emits ethanol. And this uh, phenomenal company um, came up with this idea. We, uh, we, made, we brought it to life, and uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving are behind it, and this even being introduced to the uh, big three for the next generation vehicles. And then uh, a local company, and again, blessed to be uh, brought up and in the tech industry in Detroit, there's a great company called Dunamis. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was started by a local entrepreneur Natalie King, yep uh, and we designed e v charging station for them for the you know, for the new um, uh infrastructure plan.
0: Well how great is that I, I just you 're involved in so many great things, and I want to share one thing that I knew about very, very well <laughs> um, uh, Terry got a call from General Motors when Mary Barr had set out to uh build ventilators overnight. And, uh, you worked hand in hand with general motors at a split second and created those chip boards. And then really took on much of the project, helping general motors get those out. You got to share some of that with, with our audience. It's a great story.
7: Sure. So I got a call from, uh, Jeff Morrison at GM one Sunday afternoon. You know, you look at your, your caller ID and you see Jess on there and you go, Oh, and, uh, he said, Terry, you uh, you ready to take on a big project? Um, you know, it was something that GM, you know, wasn't used to doing, and he knew uh, of my connections in the industry and our wherewithal to design and build products. So, uh, I raised my hand to take on the project. Our team worked just incredible amounts of hours, and we built 390,000 circuit boards for 30,000 ventilators in 140 days. Unreal. And, you know, the mantra that the, the team had here was, you know, let's get this done uh, and it'll, like your mother or father may need one.
0: It just and what an amazing project. And what you put into it and your team, it was day and night, and I knew that because I was with you a lot. And, uh, yeah. my God, kudos to you and General Motors and everyone that was a part of that. It, it mattered. And a lot of things that yeah. you do matter. You are a very generous man. I know you're on the board of Winning Futures. You built a hockey club, the Grizzlies, with kids that you know have to get certain grades. Um, You're a superstar in our community, Terry. But I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears on you. You just Uh got back from the Ryder Cup, (laughs) and I know our (laughs) listeners want to hear your firsthand view of you know what was what was what did you see? What did you feel?
7: Oh, it's just incredible. You know, just the feel the spirit. There were a lot of Americans there cheering on the team. And, unfortunately, we got too far behind early. But, boy, the guys almost pulled it out on the last day. And just to experience that, uh, you know, the excitement was, was just fantastic. And being in Rome, you know, is just an amazing place. So, yeah, it was quite an experience. Yeah.
0: Did they do a great job at the course, Terry? Was it, was it set up? Was it like totally fully oh, organized and, and great, great customer relations.
7: It, it was, it was unbelievable. The course was, was in perfect shape. It was set up to be a perfect host for the, uh, uh, for the Ryder cup. And Tony, we got to get back there and play it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, with my game, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I've got to tell you, I, I, you, you were sending me pictures and it looked great and it really did. I, we all wish the Americans had done better. No doubt. Um, but yep. what a, what an experience for you and in taking into where, where the Europeans were as loud as it seemed on TV. It was incredible.
7: Every time we tried to cheer on Americans, they've just drowned us out. <laughs> but but it was all a good spirit. I I have to say there was it was it was all great spirit. It was really cool. I yeah. even got to take in a soccer game, my first professional soccer game when I was there. Yeah. And uh, the passion that they put into that is is spectacular also. Yeah.
0: Well I'll tell you hope hopefully someday we get MLS to come to Detroit, the soccer league. They're down in Cincinnati and other places, and Dan Gilbert has put in such an effort, and I've got a feeling we're not done. We've got to get a team here, Terry. It, it's great. It's great viewing, isn't it? See it.
7: Yep. Yeah. Well, maybe we just got to put the grizzly passion into it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, Terry, I, I honestly want to thank you for coming out. I've, I have just wanted to do this because you're so involved in our lives, and, and, uh you know, we have a tech gem right here. He owns Trilogy. He had sold BGM to a subsidiary of uh, Warren Buffett, recently but still runs that and uh thank you so much and terry it's the fourth of october so it's not only my sister mary's birthday but my staff uh-huh. has told me i have to end every segment with ten four, buddy and uh thank you for coming on uh just fabulous stuff you're working on and what a part of our city you are terry thank you
7: Great. thank you for having me tony appreciate it
0: and you're listening to focus on wjr Welcome back to Focus, everybody. And as I've started off every segment, sitting in the Hall of Fame chair of Paul W. Smith is a thrill. Our next guest is one special person. And uh, we have with us the Speaker of the House, of our Michigan House, Joe Tate. And Joe, I I had a chance to spend a good amount of time with you recently. You are one of the most caring people for our state and the people of of our state that I have ever met. And welcome to Focus, Joe.
8: Well, thank you so much, Tony. I really appreciate the opportunity to to have a conversation with you, and thank you for the
0: kind words. Well, I'll tell you, you know, so often people say, you know, they go in and they vote, and, you know, they say, okay, I really don't know who this person is, and I don't know who this person is. I, if you don't mind, I'm going to share some of the things about who Joe Tate is, okay? Joe Tate earned a scholarship... In football to go to Michigan State. Played for the Spartans. Go Spartans. Uh, Went on to the NFL. He then decided he was going to enlist. And he entered the Marines. And Joe, you correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. He went to Afghanistan. He did quite quite a service to our country. He came out. He uh, went then to the University of Michigan to get his uh, MBA in environmental policy and planning. Um, And then he ran for the 10th district uh, in our legislature, which I must tell you includes where I was raised, Joe, in the Cabbage Patch of Gross Point on Beaconsfield in Gross Point Park. The greatest upbringing ever, ever, ever. And uh, now here he is in our third term. And now here he is as the Speaker of the House of the Michigan Legislature. And uh, you are so committed And such a great person. So welcome. And we're going to cover a couple issues, but I wanted people to know really who you are and what you mean to our state.
8: Well, thank you for that. And, and, you know, for me, it was just, uh, you know, the reason that I'm here is is not because of what I've done, it's because the people that helped me. Right. So my dad was a firefighter on the east side of Detroit. My mom was a public school teacher on the east side. And, you know, there were really focused on community and, and focused on, on helping others. And that's what was taught of me, you know, by, you know, my father's memory and by my mom uh, training and, and praying
0: for me. So, sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. Sure. No, no, no. But I'll tell you, I, for starters, I'd love to talk about jobs and job growth and the things that are happening, you uh, know, in, in the legislature, you know, and with the governor and so on, could you touch on some of the initiatives right now and where you see this going? Because it's so important to our state. It is so important. Absolutely.
8: And I'll I'll touch on three things. Uh, The first is around, um, you know, the budget. I think for us um, a reflection of our values is what we invest in as a state, what we use taxpayer dollars to invest in and one of those areas is the school aid budget so this past year you know we we passed into law one of the 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 um largest K through 12 investments that that we've seen uh in in recent history so per pupil funding is is going up significantly we have uh free breakfast and lunch mm-hmm. for all school children uh and also uh, a significant almost a billion dollars invested in uh, student, at risk students or the at risk formula. So that's the first thing. The second thing is around, you know, the Michigan Reconnect program, which I know the governor signed into law just uh um being able to expand that out uh for so more people can take advantage of it. So that's so that's you know free higher education and um or certifications uh after after uh, high school, uh, so being able to pull people in for those that may not have finished uh, to to receive certifications to to be involved in in a great in a great career, and then the third thing is the economic development investment. Uh, what we've been able to do with bringing private dollars into the state of Michigan by whether you know it's a it's expanding um, manufacturing that we have here or trying to be, you know, more innovative with some of the battery technology uh, that we're seeing. So our next energy energy in Van Buren Township in Wayne County is a great example of that, making those investments to spur growth and move our state forward.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, it, it's obvious, and uh, it's so great to read about these things. And just this morning I stumbled onto something and I wonder if you could touch on this. Um, I read about My Leap, M-I-L-E-A-P, which the governor is signing, which um, is a component of the governor's 60 by 30 initiative. So what is it, 60% by 2030 of people in our state of, of education age would have a degree. Could you touch on that? I, I found that to be so interesting and so great. Yeah,
8: absolutely. You know, the governor's been leading on in this space for, you know, going into her second term and, you know, that focus of effort around ensuring that people have the skills that that are needed. And that's, you know, the 60 by 30 program, you know, has been something that she's been fostering and and leading. And we in the legislature have been partnering with her on that. Um, And then also, you said, you know, the Uh, the Miley department, really just trying to find ways, you know, with the governor looking at how do you continue to to streamline those processes, you know, from everything from childcare all the way through, um, you know, past um, high school and making sure that, you know, people receive either um, a degree or some type of certification and really making it easier for for them to do that, because we know that, you know, our society has changed from, you know, say 50 years ago, 30 years ago, heck, even 15 years ago about, you know, where people go and what jobs that they have and how do they get to those. Those good paying careers. So in government, we have to keep up, uh, so, you know, I'm continuing to be a ready and willing partner with the governor as she continues to lead to figure out you know how we can. Continue to do a better job for the people in Michigan to make sure that they have careers.
0: Oh, that is, um, that is so good. Stay in the state. So good. Well, tell us about 2024, if you could. You know, if you set out, you know, and I know some of the things you've already discussed, of course, are goals and initiatives for mm-hmm. 24, but there is such a broad world in what you do. Are there other major goals and initiatives that you'd like to share that I think people would like to know about?
8: Yeah, absolutely. I know this fall, as we go into this fall, there's uh, several initiatives that, you know, my colleagues and uh, Michigan House Democrats and, and, and the Michigan House want to be able to focus on. One is around health and well-being. So making sure that, you know, we're identifying spaces where we can lower prescription drug costs uh, and, and lower those barriers to, to receiving health care. The second is around energy and environment. So ensuring um, you know we are taking care of the climate. And we have a climate package to expand our clean energy standard for the state, mm-hmm. uh, bring, bring more renewables online across the state of Michigan. Uh, we know that that's important. Uh, and the third, which we just talked about is around jobs and economy. So how are we making sure that you know people can take care of themselves? We have an initiative here uh, specifically for the city of Detroit. I know we're taking up in the House around uh, a land value tax proposal. So working through those issues there, um, but really centering around, you know, health, energy and environment, and uh, jobs and economy uh, for us, not only this fall, but as you mentioned, into 2024.
0: Oh, that is great. You know, our people are so important, and I know that the group that the governor put together with John Recolton Getting luring people to our state, and so on. All of this makes a difference, every single bit of it. Joe, I, I cannot thank you for coming on. Speaker Joe Tate, and I have to end it the way I've ended them all. Joe, today is the 4th of October, so I have to say ten four, good buddy, and keep doing everything you're doing and making a difference in our wonderful state. Thank you, Joe.
8: Thank you, Tony. Take care.
0: Okay. Thank you, everyone, and uh, you're listening to Focus on WJR. We'll be back with Sandy Pierce. Well, welcome back to Focus, and I've started every segment saying what an honor it is to sit in the Hall of Fame chair of Paul W. Smith. Our next guest is uh, very well-known and such a part of our community and does so much. But, 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 I need to start this by saying she has been in banking for 47 years. It is incredible. It is incredible. And our guest, Sandy Pierce, who has numerous titles at Huntington Bank. I know one of them is vice chair of Michigan. But, Sandy, welcome to Focus. Great to have you on.
6: Thank you, Tony. Great job today covering for Paul.
0: Well, it's been fun. It really has. But, you know, I I saved you for last because I have a couple reasons. You know you're going to get the tough question, but that will be later. Um, But, but, but. I would really, really like you to walk through, you know, I don't have a ton of time, we don't, but in 47 years, you've been through so many mergers and acquisitions with banks that you've worked for. And I just thought this is such an interesting topic because you have been someone who's had to blend companies together with all of the purchases and mergers through the years. Walk us through just a little bit of that and what it's like.
6: It's actually a really good topic to discuss because what it comes down to when any companies come together, whether it's the financial services industry or any other industry, is how you treat people. It's the culture. And when I say how you treat people, I don't mean just each other. That's really important because when you're acquiring, obviously, who you are acquiring? All of those colleagues are nervous. They do not know what they're going to. They, you know, the products are going to be different. The locations will be different, and it's just they don't know the leadership. So you have to be very sensitive to the fact that that's a big change. Not only is it a big change for the employees, it's a big change for customers, and for the communities. Are you still going to have the same commitment? To us as your customer, you're still going to give back to the communities that we serve and and where we live. And so to me, the mergers and the acquisitions that work really well in this industry are when you start with the people and understand that it's a team effort. And without them, without everyone having the passion to do it right, then it won't work. And so I've been really fortunate because I've been in some leadership positions where I've been able to help, but this is not one, this isn't one that you do alone and it's not always easy. I mean, our customers, like when we, when we got together with TCF in 2020, I will tell you, they had just, those customers had just been through three different conversions. This was their fourth conversion in six years. And so think about the customers and think about the colleagues. And so that's not easy. And you have to be really understanding and be careful that you're not putting too much change on them at one time. And, and I think it went really well. We're on the other side of it, certainly now three years later, but I'll tell you that was hard and it was hard on our colleagues. And I'm just so grateful for those that stayed and the customers that stayed because, They're all better now because of it.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. You've done a phenomenal job, you and your team, and along with Steve Steinauer, Gary Torgo. But the way that you answered this is exactly who you are because it's about people. And I'm going to tell you that um, never once have you ever put Sandy Pierce ahead of Huntington Bank. It's always been Huntington Bank, what you do for the community, how you do it. Um, of course, I mentioned Steve and Gary and your amazing team, and it, it's just a great, great story. But now, now you've decided to, uh, and it's out there, of course, that you're going to leave banking at the end of the year. And I was challenged by Steve Finateri, of course, head of WJR. He said, will you ask it? And I said, of course I will. Sandy, is there a is there a master plan for you? Uh, that you know of right now that you could share? And I know the answer I'm going to get. I'm in big trouble, but I have to ask. I have to.
6: No, it's okay. I'm getting asked it a lot. I'll tell you what I'm going to do between now and the end of the year. I have 23 direct reports and three lines of businesses and um, 15 regions. And so what I'm doing now, between now and the end of the year, is really transitioning the right way. I want to leave Huntington in... Um, better shape than when I got here in terms of my position that's my commitment and I'm not going anywhere Tony I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Michigan I'm gonna be in Detroit so I don't know what I'm going to do next what I'm going to do first is transition the right way and you know like I say it's it's nice to leave when people are sad you're leaving not when they're saying, thank God she's gone. (laughs) So, so I am, that's my intention. It's been a, you're right. Steve Seinar, Gary Torgo, Mike Land, our new regional president here in Southeast Michigan, amazing colleagues. So they're, they are going to take it to the next level. Absolutely. And I will always be committed to Huntington. What I'm going to do starting in January is just take a moment to really think through what's next. It is, i 'm not going to retire i 'm just leaving banking, but i need I need everyone to just give me some grace and a little bit of time yep. to figure out what works for me and my family and that 's just the honest truth
0: Well, I can tell you this: you are a gracious, eloquent lady. you treat people like they are more important than anybody in the world. Congratulations to you on an amazing banking career, and like i 've ended the the interviews all day today 's the fourth of October, Sandy. 10 good buddy. Thank you for coming on, Sandy Pierce. And you're Thank listening you. to uh, Focus on WGR. Thank you, Sandy.